welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 183, and I am one of your hosts, Brogan King. And this evening, I am joined by Jess Dunks. Hi, this is Jess. And Brian Freleman. Hello, I'm Brian Freleman. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about uh, GP Providence that we all just worked in different capacities, uh, I believe, or worked or were at. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I did not work at this event. You, you, you worked hard, Jess. And that's I, why you didn't make day two. I wanted to, and they wouldn't let me, but we'll get into that. <laughs> you worked uh, hard. Um, and so I, I was on uh, main event, and I believe Brian was entirely working sides this weekend. I was sides, captain sides. And Jess was playing magic cards. Yeah, I was. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook, you saw a selfie that we totally took, not in the judge area, despite uh, some insistence that that it was taken in a classified area. Restricted, restricted area. Oh yeah, restricted. Yeah, um, somebody got salty uh, about it, but that's okay. I was I was telling I was asking Jess judge dagger questions in the judge area where Jess was busy not being a judge. Yeah, this definitely happened. Uh, but that being said, I think we all sort of have different uh, experiences related to the event and uh, interesting things we might want to talk about. Well, to start off with, the event was Team Sealed, which is uh, a unique format in and of itself. And we've talked about team events before on a couple of uh, previous episodes. But uh, Team Sealed is a bit of a whole other monster, you know what I mean? Yeah, I... I... Yes. Yeah, it was a release weekend team sealed, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was flailing around trying to figure out how their cards worked. I I would like to make one observation though, uh, where where Jess was a player, I was on sides, Brogan was on the main. Vastly different experiences at this GP, yet we're all kind of sick as a result. <laughs> it's of, true. Of it's very true. So. Um, yeah, so if you're, if you're listening and you were also in GP Providence and you're also of feeling, you know, maybe you have a cough or something like that or a headache or something, you know, tweet at us, let us know. Let's see how far, <laughs> let's see how widespread this is. Uh, if it's going to be like some sort of, you know, outbreak. Exactly thing. how bad this concrete is. Right. I would like to, I would like to know just exactly how far it goes. In our show notes, Brian has dubbed this episode, uh, episode 183, CoughCast. Yeah. Yes. Makes sense. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're all here. We're all in one piece. We're all home safe, despite Brian's flight getting moved back 20 minutes repeatedly. Jeez. But well, we can How, talk about that later, but yeah. Uh, I, the, the, one of the more interesting, anyway, the, um, it was t- Team Sealed on release weekend, so people were, there were a lot of, the sort of questions, at least on main event that I took, that were the sort of questions that you'd usually that would be shaken out if it weren't a release notes. Uh, sorry, release a release weekend um, GP. You mean things that so, just people hadn't gotten used to the format yet, so they did weird right. stuff. Right. Okay. They didn't. They didn't know quite how different cards interacted. They didn't know quite. Uh, people still aren't used to explore as mechanics, so there were a lot of. Uh, judge, I revealed a creature and put the creature into my hand, um, which luckily is not actually that hard to fix. But depending on the situations surrounding it, it can be kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and also it, as far as the the format itself i've from the pre-release i heard a lot of people complaining that there weren't um a lot of there isn't a lot of depth in the in the clans themselves so if you open a sealed pool there's a, not necess- there's a good chance you might get a pile of cards with no synergy uh but in team sealed there's you're opening enough packs that you're probably going to have one uh dinosaur deck one vampire deck and maybe some pirates Pirate. and no no merfolks because you know merfolk <laughs> i saw a lot uh, of, i saw a lot of merfolk decks this last weekend in providence it was, oh. it was something to be okay. said um uh, yeah how do you agree with that assessment of the format as you experienced playing it, I Jess? Think, well, so specifically Merfolk and Pirates are going to have a real big problem in Sealed, not Team Sealed, just Sealed regularly, uh, because they're so heavily synergy-driven, right? Dino- and the support isn't doesn't necessarily exist at Common? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the Uncommons are super important. Dinosaurs can be less that way because dinosaurs are... You know, a lot of the the common dinosaurs are still just big threats, and if you could just keep jamming big threats until they can't answer them anymore, that's a deck plan. Right, uh, they're just good enough on their own. Right, you're just like, they, I'm going to play this 6-6 six, six trampler for 6 at common, and that's fine if you can just jam it over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. And the ramp spells are, are not uh, all that rare either. So um, I think that deck is there. Uh, you've got... The, um, let's see, there's, ah, I'm totally spacing on cards now. Um, but yeah, I think that they're in sealed. You're right. There, there are definitely times where you look at your sealed pool and you just go, this doesn't have nearly enough synergy and you have a card that should be a bomb, but because it's a bomb that cares about merfolk or it's a bomb that cares about a specific tribe, you can't really play it because you don't have the support to go with it. And that's super frustrating in Sealed. But in Team Sealed, right. the likelihood of getting those cards is much higher. Um, in fact, we had we practiced a lot of Team Sealed pools leading up to Providence, and we had some just crazy bonkers pools uh, at various times while practicing. And I really enjoyed, uh, I really enjoyed the the increase in synergy that you got from that because you just kind of funnel everything. You're like, oh, this person gets all these things and this person gets all these things and this person gets all these things and, you know, we're sharing a color so there's like four cards that we both want. Let's figure out who gets them. Um, right, there, there's pretty clear dividing lines for the most part as to how to split everything up. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because you might have two green decks but in a normal team sealed format, two green decks is hard to figure out because you've got you've got this curve and you got to figure out what what kind of deck you are, um, yep. and, and you've got to split all these cards. Well, in this format, it's really easy. I get all the things that say Merfolk. He gets all the same <laughs> things that say uh, that say Dinosaur, and we we sit there and discuss who gets what of the support cards. Um, now there are support cards that help both uh, decks. You know, um, a new uh, Horizons, I think it's called, is the three mana ramp enchantment. That puts a plus one plus one counter on something. Well, that obviously ramps you up to get to your um, to dinosaurs, but giant it, dinosaurs. But it also puts a plus one plus one counter on a merfolk, which they care about, and it uh, it, it ramps you up to the merfolk abilities that have. Uh, there are a couple of cards uh, that have abilities that that you can just dump mana into later in the game. So that's a card that both decks kind of want. But for the most part, especially with the creatures, it's very straightforward. 
yeah, I, I I think it's as a as a limited format, not a team limited format. I'm curious to see how that differs from what I saw this weekend. I think you're going to find that draft is going to be insane. I think draft is going to be great. I haven't done it yet. Is, is where it shines. But I think draft is going to be great because uh, uh, there are fewer tribes uh, than some previous attempts. Uh, if you think of Lorwyn, for example, it felt like drafting on rails. I think this is going to have more options. There are definitely decks that are not tribal that you can play. Uh, if you want to play a deck that just puts down Jade Guardians and slams Mark of the Vampire on them, and now you're attacking <laughs> for five with Lifelink and Hexproof, you can play yeah. Build a Bronodon dot deck. Okay, that's I, that's a thing. I definitely saw saw like uh, build your own Sarah Angel at some point. Yeah. Oh, that happens all the time. Uh, in this and build, build your own Bane Slayer. Yeah. You know? th- there's, uh, you know, if you want to play a deck that's just that's uh, that's just kind of good stuff. There's like a there's there are these sub themes where it's not necessarily tribal. You could play a green black deck that's based around exploring. You could play uh, a deck that's that's really focused on. Tr- it looks like maybe it's a pirate deck, but secretly it's a treasure deck that's just tempo. Like that's there are a lot of good options in the format that aren't just tribal. I think draft is going to be super sweet. And here we are not talking about about Providence at all. We're just talking more about Ixalan. But <laughs> I think that's a good sign because I, I really enjoy this set quite a lot. Um, and, and again, yeah, it's, it's it's telling when we're, we're we talked a whole episode about the set and we're still hitting sitting here talking about the set. Yeah, I am enjoying this set of Magic in a way that I haven't enjoyed a Magic set in a long time, uh, and uh, that's not just because I did team sealed in it uh it's not the first time i've done team sealed and i don't think i was excited about any of the other sets this way so um yeah i had a great a great time playing uh my team was uh two other level three judges uh uh, matt williams who's been on the show actually both have been on the show matt williams has been on the show and uh, nicoletta prize was on uh one show a couple years back um and they were on my team and we we got an Airbnb that was about two blocks from the convention center for cheap, and uh, we had a great weekend. Uh, I, I I talked a little bit about my experience on the main event, uh, Brian from where yes. I, I felt like the day on Saturday was was reasonably was very long, but reasonably under under control. Like there was no crazy fires on main event. Uh, how? was your day on Saturday with the main event being slightly larger than anticipated and um so it was it was uh, uh good uh we we spec'd out so my my role for this particular tournament was all all three days I was sides lead and what what sides leads what the side leads responsibility is in this particular tournament, there was a ODE lead who is responsible for the on-demand events, um, which is um, when you get eight players together and they want to do a draft or they want to do a, uh, a win a box or something like that. That event gets uh, gets launched. Um, that's ODEs. Then there's the scheduled lead, which is in uh, an event like this. Uh, they have, you know, at one o'clock there's going to be this tournament, at two o'clock there's going to be this tournament, and there's the scheduled lead there who's responsible for making sure uh, those events happen. Uh, the sides lead is kind of responsible for overseeing and making sure that there's not any uh, any any problems with those leads being able to to complete and perform their responsibilities. Um, so we had uh, plenty of space uh, on Saturday which was great. 
So a lot of a lot of my responsibility was just making sure that events were firing on time. Uh, that, places that, had a home and were in one piece. Right, right. That's 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 kind of what it is. Like if if uh, two events try and happen on top of each other, uh, that is. That didn't happen, but that would possibly be uh, uh, a mess up on my part if it had happened, uh, either me or the uh, the scheduled lead, which fortunately didn't happen. Uh, there was a lot of this was my first pastimes event that I'd worked in many, many, many years, and they do things differently than uh, than Star City, which is normally uh, when I when I work GPs, I normally work for Star City. They do where where Star City is very regimented in in these in these scheduled side events uh pastimes tends to offer more i'll say wacky options like you know yeah, like, interesting formats or interesting price support right, or like something one of, one of the things that completely blew me away like when i saw on the schedule that there was there was two-headed giant uh uh box sealed yep Okay, and and that is exactly what that sounds like. Um, you you play sealed with a box. You play sealed with a box. You play two headed giant. <laughs> you open thirty six. That actually sounds really hard. It does. Like you you have to figure. You, you you're sitting there going, oh, I can fill my three drop spot with any of the three drops. Which one is it? Like right. And uh, one of the like I I had no experience on estimating. Like I I need to make sure that this event has enough space. I need to help make sure that this event has enough space, and I have no basis for how large an event like that is. So, you know, we you check in with the scorekeeper frequently, and they have forty teams. You just uh, okay? Uh, this is going to be <laughs> cool. Was wasn't expecting that. Uh, was expecting you know like you know ten teams maybe, but all right, let's go um, and let them you know let them build their boxes and have fun. Uh, another thing, as this was release weekend, <clears throat> there's a recent MTR change that affected a lot of events this weekend was, uh, you get an extra 15 minutes on release weekends, uh, to, uh, in, in limited tournaments to, to build your stuff. Oh, excuse me for just a moment. I assume that Brian is coughing right now, as we have already yeah. mentioned. <laughs> It's a welcome to CoughCast. Yes, it's coughing. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Welcome to uh, CoughCast. <laughs> well, I, who knows? So, uh, yeah, so we were going to be giving those events an extra 15 minutes. Now, for the main event, you know, that's a one-time cost. Uh, but when you're running... You know, oh, a sealed event at one o'clock and a sealed event at three o'clock and, uh, you know, a two at a giant event at four o'clock. Those those 15 minutes start to start to add up a lot. But that is a new change in the MTR, which is you get an additional 15 minutes on release weekend uh, to to build your decks, which is cool. Yeah, I think I think while it made the the day a little bit longer for main event on Saturday. I think I definitely agree that it was it was more impactful if you're launching several sealed events and having to remember that for and account for that for each one of those. Right. And there there was one event where we had uh it was sealed draft where uh the format yep. was you open three you open three packs, you look at it 
and then you draft the other three packs, and then you build your deck based on your you know what you drafted, and then the three packs that you opened. And, and there was this there was this moment of how much how how much time do we give them for the various <laughs> bits and pieces there? Right. Um. That's fine. Yeah. Uh. And then one 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 of the uh, one of the things is. It's funny. Uh, it was like, well, how long did you give them? How long did you give them to open the three packs and look at look at what they had before the draft? And uh, so we so a judge did this on Friday, and when we had the same event on Saturday, we we wanted to do the same thing. So we went back and asked the judges, like, what'd you end up doing on on Friday? He's like, oh, well, I gave him seven minutes uh, to look at the packs before we did the draft. And I looked at him kind of funny, and I was like, why seven minutes? And he's like, well, it was supposed to be five. But then I got distracted, yeah, and so it ended up being seven. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, that works." Yeah, that's fine. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, honesty, you know. Yeah. I uh, related to Friday. I actually only worked two days at this GP, and I explicitly asked to only work two days at this GP, uh, both because it gave me a day to visit my old roommates in Boston, and because. I really like only working two days of a GP uh, because I don't leave hurting so much. Like you mean just physically like exhausted and physically exhausted. Yeah. It's it's I've worked, I've worked a lot of GPs. I worked a lot. I've worked three days at a lot of GPs and it's gotten easier, but it's never gotten not painful. Right. Um, I have found, I have found, that like I I pay a lot more attention to like what shoes I wear now and how much care I'm taking myself than I used to when I when I was younger I could just tank through it and everything was fine right and and yeah I don't care now I care you know if I can make the week if I'm doing a lot of these weekends and I can make each one of them a little bit easier I will so exactly um, you know that's that's uh, that's a big deal to me so I can understand being like you know what I want Friday off for this one. Yeah, it's it's a it's okay to to tell your friends that you can't go out on whatever night. I had a I had a very close friend even Sunday Sunday night after I was completely done working and I was leaving, I had a very good friend who was like, "Hey, what are what are you doing?" like very like excited wanting to hang out, and I had to look at her and say, "I'm going to not be around people mm-hmm. because I was I was so I was so tired." I'd had trouble sleeping and I was like, I, I, I can't right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had on, on Friday when the judges are coming in, you know, I'm setting up and they're coming in and I'm saying, this is going to be, it's a three day, you know, we're going to have a three day weekend. It's going to be a lot of work. Be sure to take care of yourselves, drink water, rest. If you need a break, take it. And I'm telling these judges this and I didn't do that. Uh huh. And Come and you know on Friday night I was like oh look at you look at you kids with your drinking all your water and <laughs> resting and blah and then taking on, care of yourself taking care of yourselves and then on on Saturday morning I was like I I'm I feel hungover and uh-huh. I didn't drink and I was just like uh, yeah this is uh, I was dumb. Yeah, and it compounds a- too. If you're not if you're not taking care of yourself on Friday or even Thursday when you're traveling, uh, you may not feel it Friday and Saturday. But by the time Sunday comes around, it's too late. 
It's too late mm-hmm. to drink that water, and and it's too late to eat yeah. eat when you should have it. And you're just there's nothing you can do about it. You're just exhausted and tired and in pain. Um, you can't you can't undo those decisions. Right, and that 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 is you know so there there is a a natural natural tendency for judges to no 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 I'm fine no I don't need it no I can do you, this what do you, you gotta need be the hero. Yeah, there there is that there is that tendency. Or there's the tendency to not not be the one that needs to take the early break, or you know that kind of stuff. And, and yep. really, it's just dumb. And that was a, a, a lesson I relearned on Friday. <laughs> good job. Good for yeah. good for you for learning it. Yes. Again. Did you take your breaks on uh, Saturday and Sunday and drink water? I took I took uh, I took my breaks on Saturday. I drank a ton of water on Sunday because I was going to be leaving early. I opted to take my break at the end of that shift. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, that was that was one of the the things where I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to be doing that. And then my flight ended up getting delayed <laughs> a lot, so. I, I could have actually, you know, just taken a normal break and worked a normal shift and, and done all that. But you, you cannot account for your flight being super delayed. Yeah, they were like, uh, they were like, oh, it's delayed for mechanical problems, and then 15 minutes later, it's still delayed in flight for mechanical problems. Well, that's always the worst minutes. when it's like 15, 20 minutes at a time, and you're just like, I, I, I can't just stand I, around. What do I do? I can't plan on this. Um, right, but fortunately it was 15 minutes at a time, but they were giving them in bursts of like every five minutes. So by the time it stopped, uh, I hadn't actually left for the airport yet, and my flight was like two and a half hours delayed. Gross. Just in these little in these little bursts. So I just went back to the venue and hung out. I got my first post GP pedicure today, which I highly advise if if you have not done it. I have never done it. Uh, it feels great. It's good. You should get you should get your 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 feet uh, pampered. It's good. Get my it's good feet time. pampered. I yeah, I have never had my feet pampered. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird. Like the idea of somebody else touching my feet is kind of weird. I have. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I it's worth it though. It was it was it was good. Uh, Eric went with me. It was it was a good time. He has he has mythic orange toenails now. Mythic orange. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Mythic orange oh. toenails. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, I uh, a thing back to actual GP things. Like this is kind of this is kind of a, a, a big thing for me. Is I've been pretty down on my attitude about GPs lately because I I get very upset if I feel like. Some judges aren't working hard, or if some judges are are have a, have a bad attitude when it comes to, well, this isn't my job, blah blah blah, things like that. Uh-huh. So I went in very not excited, um, and That's because it, because people might do those things, and or you've had them happen before, or right, because because it's 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 a thing that's happened historically, and I just end up very frustrated. It's not an all the time thing. But I was just I I was I was stressed out and sleepy and worried about that because I didn't I didn't want to spend my weekend cleaning up after people who didn't care. Um, and this, so this is a very like back to basics 
GP for me, just getting back to like the fundamentals of being on the floor and remembering what I like about working a GP. Um, and I actually had a great weekend in that regard. Uh, I had a team on, I was paper team on Saturday, uh, led by Mr. John Good. And, uh, I had two people on my team who are very, who are very positive, high energy people and, and like GP, GP veterans, people who've worked several GPs. And then two other people on my team who, uh, one, this was their first team sealed event and one of their, like their third GP and another person that this was their first GP. And it was great. Everyone worked really well as a team. Everyone had a really good attitude. Everyone, you know, got through the, 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 the long day. And at the end of the day, we were still happy, making jokes, feeling good. It was great. Uh, and I mentioned to one of the people on my team at, at one point, and then ended up thinking about it a lot was I am, I am never ever going to be upset at needs to clarify some things about GP logistics needs to clarify a couple of like policy concerns, a couple of rules questions. I'm never going to be upset if you need to, to, to check in on those because you're, you're aware that you need to. And I'd rather have someone ask than than go flail about being afraid to ask and just be wrong. Um, and I'd rather have someone ask that than be on a team with somebody who's uh, just this, this, this isn't my job and not wanting to do a task. So yeah, that was, that was my Saturday and it was really, really nice. That's awesome. It's, it sounds like you had a really good time. You went in and were able to kind of turn an attitude around a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I didn't want to become what I hate, right? I didn't want to to be the the bitter judge sitting on the sidelines. I I was sick of of being the grump, so I, I it was great. It was super super nice. Uh, I, I I value a lot in people like willingness to admit when you don't know something, because failure to to do that often puts people in situations it, it's they set themselves up to fail um so i i was very happy that while i had a team that had a couple of newer judges they were very willing to to ask questions and work through whatever it is they didn't necessarily know about working a gp and it felt it felt nice to to sort of bring people into the fold in that way yeah working with newer judges can always uh be interesting when you see you know they not just their perhaps their lack of knowledge about rules and tournaments but just about how the community works right mm -hmm. it's it's nice to be the person kind of showing them how it all works um you know i was there as a judge this weekend i was there as a player but it's also also exciting to me to be able to see people um you know who are players who are there early you know for the first time too right like they 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 a first time GP experience is a really interesting thing to see after seeing so many from both player and judge perspective. Yep. It's very strange. And I don't mean it's that in a it, bad way. It's, <laughs> it's, it's awesome, but it's also just like very strange. It's this like very genuine and surreal experience. Yeah. When they, when they realize like how big it is, 
uh, well, not just that, uh, but they're just they're, they're often just having fun, you know, and that's that's what they should be doing. Nothing it's like a kid that. on Christmas. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. We had uh, some some high energy judges. Uh, John John Good, you said was your team lead on Saturday. He's great. Uh, he he is he, he is, is great. definitely a high energy person, super nice guy that that just encourages others to uh, to also be happy and be high energy. Uh, Manny Manny Cavalieri. I hope I'm saying that last name right. I think it's Cavalieri. Cavalieri. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. Anyway, okay. Manny's from New York. He's great. Yeah, he he is. Uh, I, I told him that his his enthusiasm is infectious. I mean, he's he's one of these people that's uh, you you can't not get energized watching him move around move around a room or talk to players and that yeah. kind of thing. He is he is just this this ball of 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 joy and he's Red Bull. He is Red Bull. That's a good. That's a good. Yeah, he's he's great. Manny is fantastic. Uh, I Manny was a player that I, I interacted with Manny as a player before I interact before he became a judge. And every open he was at, like he was someone who I'd be like, okay, how's your day going? What's going on? And then I was very very excited when he when he started judging. And I I love seeing there was a there was a judge who was working this weekend who uh, was someone who I interacted with as a player when I lived in Boston. And he, he's like, he's judging now and he was super excited to work his first GP and had one of the um, Ixalan geocache things. Like one of the only ones that made it to this, to this part of the country or that part of the country and was walking around taking pictures with people with it. And he had a, he had a great weekend. So that was cool to see too. I didn't know that there was, there was one of those, there that's yeah yeah uh, i never got to see any of those so i'm kind of sad about it now i wish i'd known i'm sorry jess it was uh he sent an email uh about it on the the, the judge apps that forum, i was not attached that, to <laughs> that, that you weren't on that's all right you weren't on i will uh, i will take my lumps for being a player <laughs> yeah so so let's let's actually talk about that just if we, if we can. So Jess, Jess and Matt Williams and Nicolette were a team of judges that were players at this event. And there was at least one other team of judges that I'm aware of. Yeah. Uh, 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 that, uh, Rob McKenzie, Jacob Malicic and uh, Stefan Makowitz. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right, but uh, they were a team as well. Uh, and they and I, their team and our team were paired in the first round of day one of the Grand Prix. Uh, we lost to them uh, af- after after testing with them all day the day yes, before. Yes, we had spent the evening with them building sealed pools and testing, and uh, then we got paired against them in round one. And the odds of that are something like one in five hundred and sixty-five or something. So, so there were sixteen yeah. levels of judges in that uh, in that match. There were yes, yeah, sixteen levels of judges in that match. Two L twos and four L threes. That's a lot of that's a lot of levels. A lot um, of judge. So, so one thing, um, one thing that I wanted to talk about specifically for for the judges who who might be working these events is, is you want to remember that even though these these judges are you know your friends and your peers and stuff like that, in these particular events they are still players, um, and so maybe coming up and chatting with them uh, or or you know when they're playing coming up and clapping on the back and saying how they, how you doing or something like that, you're distracting players from playing. Um, and you want to be sure to talk to them and treat them like 
players uh, during rulings and stuff like that as well. Yeah, that doesn't mean you can't treat them like a player that you're friends with, right? Like that, right. that's that's still fine. Uh, but it is important to remember that they're they're trying to play a game of magic, uh, just like every other player in the room. And um, we didn't have too many problems with that at this event compared to some other events I've been at, where people just don't leave you alone, or or they come up and make you know comments. Oh, you, you judges, you can't play this game or whatever. Um, they didn't have that so much. Uh, so I really appreciated that as well. Um, but we, we had a few awkward interactions, but I think overall it was a, it was a pretty good GP, uh, in that regard. Yeah, I can, it's, it's always this weird line of how, how, how friendly can you be? Uh, I, I walked up and was handing a match slip to a table and realized it was, it was three of my locals and I sat there slipped down and they're like, Oh, Rogan, what's going on? And they talked to me and the people across from them were like, do y'all know each other? Like very very suspicious and scared of the fact that I knew these players. And I was like, it's, they, they said hi to me. I didn't, I didn't initiate this. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's uncomfortable. Uh, that's, uh, that is uncomfortable. That's the thing you got to be aware of as a judge too, is, is making sure that you're not um, accidentally putting people in that, in that position when somebody comes up uh, and they greet you by name at a table at a judge call or something, you may not realize that the player across the table has the same reaction that Brogan just observed. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that happens a lot. When I'm a judge playing Magic, and I call for a judge, I try not to make it clear if I'm familiar with that particular judge. I try not to make it clear that there's any kind of conversation, or that there's any kind of uh, familiarity there. And the part of the reason for that also is, let's say they pull me aside, pull me away from the table, as is sometimes appropriate in a judge call, and talk to me, that's uh, suddenly they come back and they deliver a ruling. Well, if that ruling is in my favor and there appeared to be any familiarity there before, that can look really awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. so you don't want to put anybody in that position as a judge. Um, it, it's, a, it's a really awkward position to be in. Um, but yeah, it yeah. was... It was we, we overall, we, we, we didn't have too many problems like that. I think it was pretty good. All right, so we've we've talked uh, we've talked about Saturday. What about Sunday? Oh, oh, ha, Jess, <laughs> how was Sunday for you guys? Oh man, I I stayed at the Airbnb and I did homework and I visited this awesome little coffee shop. By the way, if did you, you ever get to, if you ever go to Providence, Rhode Island, check out Bolt. It's a great coffee shop. I had something called a Woodsman with almond milk, which is basically a latte with Vermont maple syrup in it, uh, and it was delicious. I, good. I had a honey latte and a passion fruit donut. I also had a drink that was a was a matcha and like this orange grapefruit soda. It sounds gross, but it is delicious. Uh, so you you did homework and drank coffee. Uh, yeah, and then in the evening I went and hung out at the venue with some people. I played some board games. Uh, I played something called uh, Coloretto with uh, Manny, the judge we mentioned earlier, uh, which was a fun game that was apparently about uh, you know, eating chameleons or something. Actually, not eating them. You, you collect different <laughs> collect different eating. colors of chameleons, uh, which don't change color. By the way, they just are certain colors. Like I can't what? turn my brown chameleon into a blue one. But I feel ripped off. Uh, but I you, do. I feel like that's false advertising. You collect all of these different colors of chameleons, and it, it was actually quite a fun game. Uh, I feel like you could have used any type of lizard to just are, do that. How was your karma at the end of that game? Oh, funny. Look at you. It's me with the old man jokes. Right. 
Um, I don't get it. Oh, Karma Chameleon. Oh, Boy George Song Culture Club. Got it. I got I it, it now. Yeah. I'm wondering with I'm wondering with broken with broken jokes if I have to skip the late '80s and go to early '80s. That seems right. Uh, I'm I'm familiar with a lot of music from the late '70s and early '80s. Uh, shout outs to Yacht Rock. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. How, how, are you a fan of like '60s '60s music too? Like maybe maybe some some Bob Dylan or something like that. I no, I, I'm I'm okay with Bob Dylan, but I'm really into like real bad glam rock. Uh, I'm really I love uh, I love Van Halen. I love okay. Hall. I love Hall and Oates. I was told specifically that you hated Bob Dylan, so I was. Uh, I tried to avoid that. I really don't like Bob Dylan. I super don't like Bob Dylan. Man can't sing. Man can't sing. Can write a song. Can't sing. <laughs> like I'll I'll listen to any other person singing a Bob Dylan song. Don't want to hear him singing it. Uh, that's our hot take for the day. That sounds like the worst motivation for a cover band, right? Like, why are you doing this tribute band? Oh, because I think the the, the songs are amazing, but man, he can't sing. Like, <laughs> if anyone's ever done a rancid tribute band, I'm sure that's why. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. So did you guys have any questions um, about uh, playing in the event or uh, my experience at all that was that – was, like how is that different from judging kind of thing um well my question was i guess from for you from you how did the day on saturday feel like were there any did it the, did things feel smooth did it feel like there weren't any judges around you Did you feel there there were all the judges around you um there were frequently not judges around us um at one point uh, in order to get a judge it uh, took a couple of minutes and i had to had to scream across the room um so I heard several times that the event was understaffed on Saturday, and it definitely felt like it from a player perspective. Um, yeah, in the very first round, in the in the first five minutes of round one, I took four judge calls and was walking around with three match slips, like trying to fill out penalties while taking judge calls because there was no one else around. Yeah, it's it's uh, it was unfortunate and that that it was a little thin. Uh, it might have just been the section of the room that we were in at a certain given time, uh, but it seemed pretty thin at times. Um, let's see. The round turnovers were long, but that's expected of Team Sealed. Uh, generally speaking, Team Sealed ra- uh, rounds tend to go longer because you have people playing uh, in these, these matches and chatting and, and what have you. Um, the build period, as you mentioned, there was that 15-minute uh, extension to the build period, but also... They made the teams stay there the entire time. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let you leave. They, you, 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 two of your members could leave if you wanted, but at least one of you had to be there the entire time because they didn't want to collect lists until um, until the very end of the time. And they wouldn't let you turn it in anywhere. You had to sit there with your list until the end, and it was absolutely miserable. Uh, and it was understaffed as they were. Uh, they did not get around to collecting the lists in a timely fashion uh, when it was time to collect the lists. So I'm just sitting there, uh, you know, well, actually I was standing there, uh, like kind of waving my list up in the air being like, hey, is somebody coming over here? Um, and eventually more judges came to our section to help. Uh, but it, it was it was definitely strained, you know. It, I don't know what yep. the issue or the cause was, but it was definitely strained at this event. 
Um, and I, I, one of the issues I had, uh, and you, Brian mentioned the, like treating them like a player thing. One of the issues I had was several times throughout the weekend when I would ask a judge for help, they would express to me how understaffed the, the, the event was. And this happened all the days I was playing magic and multiple times with different judges. And that seems uh, weird. And it's, uh, it's not a thing I would think you'd normally say to a player. And I think they were just telling me because they know I was a judge. Uh, oh, well, that's just because we're understaffed. And I'm like, well, that's not my problem. Uh, I need help right. with this thing. Uh, and I can, like, that seems like a really poor customer service thing to say. Uh, so it's, you know, you just pay attention to the fact that if you're judging an event and you know some judges in the event, they might understand why there are problems, but they're still the customer that has to deal with them. Yeah, that that that's that seems really off-putting to me. Is like, it's it's basically making an ex like trying to relate to the fact that you're a judge and you would understand. When in reality, like that doesn't make a difference to you in that moment. You're still there to play magic, and they're still there to help you. Yeah, no, it's and I can understand how how we got there from here. Sure, I get it, but um, that doesn't excuse it. Um, and it, it gives me playing a magic, especially under those kind of conditions. Uh, really gives you an appreciation for what the players go through, and I think I think judges should probably play magic at such events more often uh, than they usually do. Um, I think a lot of yeah. times there are GP judges who haven't played in a GP in a long, long time, if ever, uh, or even a competitive REL event, uh, and and I'm always surprised at that because I love playing magic at those kinds of events. But I know that there are people that do not, but it also means that they don't have the same perspective on the on the customer experience. Yeah, it's a lot harder to relate if you haven't done it or haven't done it in a very long time. Right, right. Um, well, by very long time, you know, you, you think, well, not a whole lot. You're not going to forget a whole lot. Well, that's probably true. But at the, the last time that person played at a Grand Prix, uh, an 800-person Grand Prix might have been big. Um, and now now they're not. You know, an 800-person Grand Prix in the United States, you turn around and go, well, what happened? Yeah, something uh, clearly bad happened here. Right. Did they did they hold it the same weekend as, you know, Comic-Con in California? Um, and you know, so it's it's there were definitely some negatives. Now, I don't want to make it sound like it was all negative. I really did have a, an awesome time. So did the rest of my team. Um, we had a great time. We would love to do it again. And uh, and I hope that we have the opportunity to do it again. Uh, our, our team had a great uh, dynamic. You know, and I think that's important. Um, so we, we had a good time there. I know there are some. Go ahead. No, yeah, my mine's mine's gonna start another uh, discussion. So finish finish. I was yours. just gonna say I've I've uh, I've looked at the schedule for for uh, Grand Prix next year. There are some team sealed events. There's some team constructed as well, but that doesn't excite me as much. Uh, yeah. But there's team sealed events uh, that I might be attending as a player. We'll see. Uh, so the question was, do we do we want to go play in an event as team team judge cast? Uh. <laughs> I know what Jess is thinking. Like, Brian's awful. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that. We, we don't have to. We don't have to lock it in. All right. All right. But just just I just like, mull that an, over. I'll mull it over. I'll mull it over. It's uh, it's an interesting suggestion. I I mean, we, I guess we'd have to get like judge cast shirts made at that point. So we uh, have like, like team team spirit going on. Some uh, <laughs> are you talking about like just normal judge cast shirts or like the team shirts with like our names on the back? Yes, any of the above. I think <laughs> I think it'd have to be like bowling shirts. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know how I feel about bowling shirts, but we can we can determine that. I've got I've got this one instructor that uh, 
uh, for one of my classes on tests, likes to put uh, instead of an all of the above answer, there's a more than one of the above, possibly all of the above are correct. Uh, oh gosh, <laughs> I I don't like that one bit. <laughs> it's it's real tricksy. Um, but that's kind of how I feel about this shirt thing. Like, yeah, sure, any of those, all of those, maybe just one. I don't know, but they're all good. Some subset of these answers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think I, I worked also day two of the GP on on Sunday. Uh, we sped through that pretty quick. I was on stage slash end of round helping the scorekeeper deal with any uh, repairs that needed to happen, making sure those. Uh, occurred if if they were relevant and uh the day went by uh, super super fast i uh one quick story uh that i can let people come to their conclusions on was i had on saturday a player call me over and say judge you need to give me a warning and i said okay what happened and uh he said i have this legendary vampire that makes vampire tokens when it attacks or when when vampires attack and i sat down too because i thought it was per the number of of vampires i attacked with but it's only one and you need to give me a warning and i was like okay well when did when did that happen and he's like oh i i sat it i sat the two vampires down my opponent thought for a second and i was like oh i'm an idiot you need to give me a warning because i won't learn unless you give me a warning <laughs> And the opponent was like, he he literally just sat the tokens down. I, I don't think you, don't I don't think you need to give him a warning. Like it literally just happened. We can fix it. It's no problem. Nothing bad happened. And uh, it was just this. Well, do 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 we give him a warning here? Do we not? <laughs> this is players like did really. You give him, did you give him a, a USC for improperly demanding that you give a player a warning? Uh. I, we actually checked that after the fact. <laughs> that only applies if you ask for, the, for, your, for, opponent for your opponent right, yeah. to get right. to get a to get a penalty. Right. Um, I I did give him a warning and uh, thanked him for his understanding of uh, why we deliver penalties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Ship it. I guess. Seems reasonable. Uh, in in that case, while in a lot of scenarios, if if it if the player hadn't been said to give me a been saying give me a warning and the opponent's like no we can fix it like it's it i it's fine i'll let them resolve it how they want to resolve it um but if if in this scenario it's like well uh it, 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 we do track warnings to to keep track of them as they happen and uh and to basically say hey d d don't do this don't do this again in the future and he was like, I, I won't I won't learn unless you give me a warning. So, okay. I won't learn. It, it erring on the side of giving the warning there is, I think, is totally reasonable. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Uh, but I, I had literally never had a player just have me walk up and say, Judge, you need to give me a warning. That's a weird one. I like it. Um, yeah. Is there uh, any other particular stories or tales or... Um pitfalls we want to discuss one, one neat thing that that happened on on friday uh one of our our listeners and a, and a level two judge uh megan linscott uh <laughs> gave me a uh altar that she did of lurking chupacabra 
where she altered the art to, if you remember from last last episode, uh, she altered the art to look like a child's drawing of the chupacabra that like a, a proud parent would put on the refrigerator. So it's complete with it's got the sheet of paper and the chupacabra drawn in crayon complete with the crayon itself laying on the paper. It was extremely adorable. And it said El Chupacabra. That is awesome. It did say, yes, El Chupacabra. Uh, it was it was wonderful. I love it. Uh, it's one of my favorite cards now. So thank you, Megan. Yeah, I had someone insist to me. Oh, Brian! Brian really needs to talk to you. You got to go talk to Brian. I was like, oh, I, I hope everything's okay. I'll go talk to Brian. And it was just uh, Brian wanted to show me the Chupacabra. <laughs> that was it. That was Look. that was all. Look, over over inside Eventland where you're just like, you know, worrying about events and table, you know, things starting and stuff like that, being able to take a few minutes to to show uh, to proudly show off your chupacabra. You did. Uh, you did the proud parent thing. I did. I was just like, look, at, <laughs> look, at, look at what I've got. Awesome. That's really awesome. Uh, I'll have to thank Megan for that the next time I see her. You'll have to show it to me the next time I see you because you didn't show it to me this weekend. Well, I showed all the judge cast members that were on staff. Oh. Oh. Okay. I still had more fun. <laughs> Touche. Um, so, uh, yeah, Sunday, Sunday, was, Sunday was cool. I, uh, I got up. I was – when I went into the venue hall, I was – really stressing because on Saturday we had the two rooms and on Sunday we went back to the the one room and I was told that they numbered uh, that the, they were numbered up the main event was numbered up to the number of, uh, of players that they had and they had uh, I think like 123 matches they okay. numbered uh -huh. it right which if you if you do the quick math, that's six hundred ish players. Yeah, that they Which, definitely uh, was not. Yeah, that doesn't sound case. right. Doesn't sound right. Right, doesn't sound right at all. But I was I was told that that night, you know, that they that they numbered the main event to accommodate the number to accommodate exactly the numbers the number of players that they had on day two. So I was like, all right, uh, and I, I was having a little bit of a panic uh, because. That didn't give me enough space to have the scheduled events that uh, that were on the schedule. Uh, turns out there was an error with the table numbering, and it was actually uh, like 130 teams as yep. opposed to 130 matches. So suddenly I gained space for you know 370, 400 players just like that, and the the weight immediately like it was just like an instant. Uh, you could breathe again. Lifted. Yeah, right. There was there was the, there was this. Okay, the, you know, there's there's this PPTQ, and it's gonna take this many players, and it's gonna be this big, and I'm gonna put it there. And the ODs are gonna be here, and I run out of space around <laughs> one o'clock. Um, crap, what do I? Hmm, trying to figure it out, and then and then Aldifers just comes by, and he's like, "Yeah, we made a mistake last night. That's actually about half. That's half." And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, oh, this. Okay. And and suddenly it was just like, oh, it, it, it was kind of like one of those feelings, like uh, uh, if you find like uh, like you, 
you put on your jacket uh, from last winter and you find a 20 in the pocket. Yeah, surprise money. Right. It was it was like that only like 10 times larger. You're just like, what's this? Oh, oh, look at that. Surprise. Surprise being OK. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, whoo. That's I have, so much better than the alternative. I have been in situations very similar to that where it was both surprise being OK and not surprise being OK. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the, the, the day two was was pretty small. Uh, obviously, people were kind of they were in full on. We're trying real hard now mode. So there were there were some people who were frustrated with how rulings went because they didn't necessarily go in their favor. But all in all, there were there was from what I saw, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary for day two of a GP. Oh, the the the, the good part of team limited GP day twos is that uh, nor- normal limited day twos, you have a draft, three rounds, a draft, and three more rounds. Um, in a team limited GP, day two is another sealed build and then five rounds, uh, which was, which made the day a totally, totally reasonable length, even though the, the build time was longer again and the uh, rounds were slightly longer because of the nature of people talking to their teammates. But it was it was super super reasonable. All right. Well, I I think we have uh, I think we've reached the point in the podcast. I just heard a cough there. Uh, I think we've reached the <laughs> yeah. point in the podcast where uh, we should start wrapping it up. Um, does anybody have anything else that we wanted to or they wanted to talk about? No, I think it was a good weekend, and I like that we all had our own little pieces to to add to the puzzle. Yeah, I did too. Um, I, uh, I specifically just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode and, and having a, a you know, patience with a kind of fun reminiscent episode about a fun weekend that we had. Uh, this is the first GP that I know of that three, uh, hosts of JudgeCast have been at at the same time. I, I, I don't think that's happened yet. Um, uh, GP. And, uh, so I, I think it was awesome. Um, and uh, if you think it's awesome too, then you can subscribe and listen to more episodes of JudgeCast at uh, uh, on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or wherever you get your podcasts. And um, you can rate us five stars on iTunes or give us high ratings wherever. Uh, if you uh, get podcasts from a place that you don't, you can't get JudgeCast, just send us an email and let us know. Uh, you can send us an email with any questions at. Uh, judgecast at gmail.com and you can find us on facebook and twitter at facebook.com slash judgecast and twitter.com slash judgecast as always you can check out our archive as well as some get started judging type episodes at uh, judgecast.com i would like to thank you again for listening to episode 183 my name is jess dunks and i keep it fair and i'm brogan king and i keep it fun I'm Brian Prillman, and I keep it on mute because I'm coughing a lot. Aw, cough cast. Cough cast. <laughs> <laughs>